0: Hey players, this is a special Patreon edition of You Can't Make This Shit Up. We're going to give you a quick preview of what Murph and I just recently covered. Stay tuned at the end for additional information about how you can become a player on patreon.com slash game of crimes and be a player in the biggest, baddest, most dangerous game of all. All right, you players, playerettes, dudes, dudettes, and everything in between. It is time. It is time once again for one of our favorite segments. We just were doing filler stuff as we we're working on uh, the next version of the Real DEA Narcos, talking about the Real DEA Narcos Cali edition. And we just started telling funny stories, and it's like, you can't make this shit up. And so here we are again. I think this is our third time doing You Can't Make This Shit Up. So welcome, all you players. We appreciate you so much being here on Patreon with us as a major player. We call you major players because that's what you are, right, Murph?
1: Absolutely. It's glad to have you, you know, very glad to have you back here with us. Um, It's been a little bit of a busy time for us both, you know, with COVID calming down a little bit, we're... uh getting to go to some speaking events, traveling around the country, and, you know, it sounds like a lot of fun, but it will kick your butt, let me tell
0: you. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, let's work into that, because um, as the time we're recording this, the week prior, um, I had to be in Ohio Thursday and Friday, had the weekend here, but working on a bunch of stuff, getting the episode out, and then Monday, I spent You know what it's like to travel into D.C. for just one meeting. So I had to meet somebody at the very far end of what's called the Blue Line, Franconia-Springfield. I met them there, and then we took it all the way into DOJ, uh, Mm -hmm. the cop's office. Had Mm -hmm. a meeting, go back. Well, while I'm there, then one of my clients says, hey, one of our big speakers can't make it to Nashville tomorrow, can you? So on Monday, I'm booking a flight for Nashville the next morning to get out. I got there in plenty of time, but my return time, I basically had to leave my speaking engagement, hop right into a car, get out to the airport, and I made it with 10 minutes before they started boarding. And then Wednesday, (laughs) guess who I run into in the frickin' airport? The
1: best person in the world.
0: No, that was, I didn't run into myself, uh, (laughs) but I did run into you. And what made it so funny was, I've already been through security going out to Ohio, coming back, so that's twice. Uh, going out to Nashville and coming back, that's four times. So this is the fifth time I'm going through security with my same bag I've carried the other times. And <laughs> I happen to get in the fucking slow line with the new person who's never seen a scanner machine before or whatever. And then when they pull it through, it's like, the guy tells me, he says, do you have two laptops? No, I have a laptop and an iPad. That combination's fine. You can leave it in there. Then when I get through, the guy says, no, you have to separate your iPad. That guy just told me I could leave them in there. Well, it's a big iPad. He didn't say. Then they run it through again. And then there's another issue. He says, well, it's 99% good. there's just this one thing. I said, what? I've been through this. I, I've been through this same line four times, this same station right here. This is my mm-hmm. third time through it in three days. So it was my journal. It has a metal spine on it, but it's been through there. Anyway. And <laughs> well, you're very shady into. looking, I got to say. <laughs> that's when I ran into you on the other side of security. And it's like, mm-hmm. so we we took that picture, went out and hung out in the United Lounge for a little bit. And then uh, we went our separate ways. I actually went to Florida, which, by the way, inspired a couple of the stories we're going to talk about today. Because stupid shit seems to happen in Florida <laughs> for some reason.
1: <laughs> well, I thought they would go to strip search your ass there at Dallas Airport. So that would have been funny. I was waiting around to see what was going to happen. But... Um We, Javier and I flew up here and spoke at a, well, we're flying in Washington, D.C., up to Dulles, spoke at a corporate event this week, flew home on uh, Wednesday, which is when I saw you, and then yesterday, Friday, Connie and I flew back up here. Our oldest daughter's getting her master's degree from Marymount University tomorrow, so we're up here for that, and then tomorrow I head out after her graduation to Columbus for another corporate event, so I'm not complaining, you know, it does make you tired, but keeps the Murphys from having to eat cat food. So I'm very happy.
0: <laughs> well, I just left Columbus. You're going to Columbus. we meet at the you know, have you know, think about this. And, and I've talked to some people we were traveling. They we said, I was in the airport at the same time. Just a few seconds difference, we never would have known we were in the airport together until we talked about it later. So Yep.
1: Yeah, you know, you didn't hear it, but I made a smart ass remark behind you when you were arguing with the guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's probably what got me in trouble. <laughs>
1: Uh, so that's what friends are for, right? But it was—it's—I mean, it's miraculous who you bump into in airports around the world. You just never
0: know. Yeah. And look, I was—I remember going to Australia, and a guy I'd been trying to meet with from LAPD for like six months. We kept trying to arrange schedules, couldn't do it. I'm over in Australia in uh, uh, Sydney uh, before mm-hmm. we went down to Melbourne, so we're in Sydney at a police show, basically, big way And guess who I run into? The dude from LAPD. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, the first time we lived in Washington, uh, there was one of my neighbors lived a few blocks over, and our, our daughters played on the same soccer club. And we would hardly ever see each other except on the soccer field, unless I was in L.A. Airport, Los Angeles Airport. I would always run into Mike there. We'd visit for a while, catch up on everything, and then we, <laughs> I said, I'll see you next time you're in L.A. <laughs> it's crazy. Just really crazy.
0: Well, enough right. reminiscing. Let's get yeah. started with our first one. Here we go. Steve, have you ever been sent on a call or uh you know like back when you were a uniform police officer but even DEA's like you know possible body located? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Or you get the yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not this time. <laughs> On Sunday, April 10th, this is 2022. This is just recently, and uh, can't think. I got this. I need to give credit to somebody. I forgot who I got this from. Uh, at approximately 4:40 PM, Gary police officers were dispatched to the area, of 15th Avenue and Lake Street, for what was believed to be a body in the grassy mm-hmm. area. Upon arrival, they discovered a body wrapped under a green sheet that was found by a utility worker. So, I mean, that's how bad shit starts out. You think you found some? I remember. Uh, as a young police officer um, hanging out with the sergeant from the sheriff's office, he got a page one night, and it's like, yeah, they did. They found a body uh, in the uh, off of one of the county roads, mm-hmm. uh, been shot several times, but we show up there. So what was becoming an active scene and a nearby search was ongoing. So here's what complicated. They were actually searching for somebody, um, another lady, when they caught wind of this discovery. So about 100 people show up. Volunteers went there to wait for any more information. The crime scene was secured by the Gary police. And uh, Lake Station police and the Lake Station fire. The body was transported, still wrapped, to the Lake County Coroner's office. Once it was able to be uncovered, it was determined to be a life-size silicone rubber sex doll.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, you know what? When I was a city cop in West Virginia, we got a call of a man hanging in a tree or a person hanging in a tree, like in a hangman's noose. And of course, you know, everybody blue lights it out there and the detectives are on the way. Turned out to be a, uh, like a scarecrow, a straw dummy dressed up in bib overalls and a flannel shirt. (laughs) But then you can go have fun with that afterwards. You can leave it at people's lockers and,
0: (laughs) you know, good stuff. It's kind of funny. You can't make the shit up. But I think the other thing, too, is because they were looking for this other lady, I think somebody was playing, like they say, they're not sure. Uh, when the dolls were dumped at these locations, or it was a sick prank related to the ongoing investigation, so some of these are funny, but some of these are a little scary. It's kind of like you got to be yeah. shitting me, dump me, but you know. But hey, look. It's different. It's not an inflatable doll, folks, for, you know, a couple of you guys out there going, well, it's inflatable. You should have been able to tell because it doesn't weigh anything. No, this was silicon. And so I will tell you, you got to treat it like a real crime scene. You don't know because you're not lifting the cover off, right? Uh, the blanket off, until you collect all your evidence and transport it. So.
1: Holy <laughs> oh, yeah. Who would take the time to do that? What a prank.
0: Well, a, a, a <laughs> fucking idiot.
1: It's a prank or a prick. I'm not sure which.
0: Well, speaking of fucking idiots, uh this one, I'm telling you. You can't make this shit up, because when I started to read this, first of all, I thought, okay, this isn't going to make the show. Then I read it, and Mm -hmm. I said, okay, yeah, this is going to make the show. All right. This happened in the Western Indian state of Maharashtra Maharashtra, um, in India. Common spelling. Common spelling. Maharashtra. Forest officials in India are investigating four men who gang raped, killed, cooked, and ate a monitor lizard in one of India's most protected forest reserves.
1: Oh, that is gross. (laughs)
0: That's nasty. Oh. And you're wondering, how did they catch them? Well, it's the only monitor lizard in the park. And the incident took place uh, at the Sayadri uh, Sa- Sa- Adri Tiger Reserve in the Western Indian state of Maharashtra. The forest cameras traps meant for tracking tigers caught the accused men trespassing in uh, the Chandoli National Park. Forest officials arrested the men and found photos. They, they, videoed, they recorded this on their phones.
1: Oh, that's just beyond sick. A, a lizard? Oh.
0: Well mm-hmm. India's uh, monitor lizards are endangered. they're protected by law, and uh how do you gang s- rape
1: how do you gang rape a, a lizard?
0: Very carefully.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. that's I think that so sick. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that one. Oh, I'm telling you that's uh, nasty.
0: Oh, oh and mm. this will look. More recent cases included uh, uh, a man raping and killing a pregnant goat in southern India and a 16-year-old man raping a female stray dog last year. You guys got some sick shit going on in India. Let's fix, let's fix this <sighs> stuff. Oh, my God.
1: You know, I mean, look down at the end of your arms. There's these things called hands. Rather than doing something that kind of crap, just do it yourself. Good Lord.
0: Just to engage in hand-to-gland combat, man. Just leave, <sighs> leave the lizards alone. Unbelievable. There's some uh, sick bastards in this world. Uh, th- this one is. This one was just. Oh, uh, like I said, I wasn't sure if it was going to make it or not. But I thought, yeah. But seriously, it's it's not all of these things are totally humorous. But it's like, but it falls under the headline. Yeah, you I can't, know, make, you can't this make this shit up. up. <laughs> 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 now, I agree. This next one, I was thinking about saving this for the final story, but no, I said I'll, I'll put it in here because we 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 talked about this uh, in our last episode. Uh, in our small town police blotter, but I have to read it again because this is <laughs> trouble snowballs for a man who shot himself. You talk about the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Here's a criminal. Anyway, a convicted felon accidentally shot himself in the genitals last month at an apartment in Kashmir, but his problems didn't stop there. Cameron Jeffrey Wilson had a tucked, he's 27, by the way, had a pistol tucked into his front pocket April 5th when the gun discharged, sending a bullet through his testicles oh. and into his thigh. Uh, instead of heading directly to the hospital, which you should do anytime you shoot yourself through the, the gonads. Oh, yeah. Uh, he instructed his first his girlfriend first to drive to Lincoln Park in Wenatchee, where he gave the pistol to a friend. Now, um, Wilson, by the way, has had a few scrapes with the law. He is a 13-time convicted felon. so <laughs> And not a very good criminal. <laughs> probably shouldn't be possessing a firearm. But then, he goes to the hospital after that. Well, most Almost every state, uh, you have a the hospitals and doctors have an obligation to report gunshot wounds, no matter what the story is. Right. So they perform surgery. So as they were performing surgery, a balloon containing marijuana slipped out of his anus. How does it slip out of your anus? That well, I got to know this stuff. I got this is what I
1: I'm I'm presuming if he's been in prison 13 different times,
0: there's a reason it slips out.
1: <laughs> things have been worn out.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, so um, So the detectives, oh. Chalen County detectives, were notified he'd suffered a gunshot wound. They responded to the hospital. They searched the car. And what do we say, kids? Don't do meth. They found a bag of meth inside a pair of bloodstained jeans he'd taken off before entering the hospitals. Now, detectives did a smart thing. They didn't arrest him right then because they would have had to pay for all the health care. Mm-hmm. So instead, they issued, issued a warrant of suspicion of second-degree felon in possession of a firearm, unlawful possession of meth. So he turned himself in on April 18th. Well, the detectives snitched on him. And so they said, "Hey, this dude likes to hide stuff in uh, unconventional places." So during the strip search, another balloon of marijuana <laughs> slipped from his anus. He's probably got 3 that or 4 dude must pounds just up be there. flapping back there. It just must be just open up and it just drops right out.
1: He's probably got 3 or 4 pounds up in
0: there. <laughs> That's nasty. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. Oh, my gosh. He was arrested and then charged with possession of a controlled substance in a correctional facility, but his legal troubles would continue. From the jail, he made multiple calls to his girlfriend asking not to cooperate investigators. And what do they do with all phone calls coming out of a jail? Oh,
1: everything gets recorded. Everybody knows
0: that. So <laughs> this is a laydown. This is a throwdown, man. They listened to the calls and charged him with four counts of tampering with the witness. So,
1: Oh, what an
0: idiot. I
1: mean, this guy, this guy, I think I said this before the last time we talked about this. This guy is bringing a bad name to criminals. He's making other criminals really look stupid. <laughs> what a moron. Oh,
0: no. Oh, no, I've got another one for you. Oh, jeez. This is good stuff. One of our favorite places to have a riot, Seattle. A burglary suspect in Seattle unintentionally shoots himself in the head while fleeing the crime scene. So a residential burglary suspect in North Seattle was hospitalized and later arrested after shooting himself in the head as he tried to flee the scene of a crime. Police received a call from a Seattle homeowner who heard noises coming from his garage early Wednesday morning. The victim investigated the sounds originating from the garage and discovered a masked suspect. Now, I don't know if it's like masked with COVID mask or if he, you know, had a Mm -hmm. pulled something. So the intruder bolted after being spotted when the victim grabbed a broom and chased the suspect to a van in a nearby parking lot. When the thief reached the vehicle, which turned out to be stolen, he raised the firearm and cautioned the victim to retreat, which, okay, I got a broom. You got a gun. Okay, I get it. You win. You win. Yeah. So the Seattle PD said the victim turned away from the suspect and later heard a gun discharge as the vehicle sped away. The victim returned home, called police. When police arrived, he provided. Provided a description, including the clothing worn. Soon after, guess what? Remember? The rule of hospitals. (laughs) Gotta report stuff. Officers received a radio broadcast that a man had arrived at First Hill Hospital with a gunshot wound to his head. Officers, this is another laydown, man. Officers went to the hospital, found the injured man was wearing the same clothing as the suspect in the earlier burglary. They believed he fired his handgun accidentally while climbing into the van, striking himself in the head. Officers also learned the suspect's van was stolen and had been used in another crime outside of Seattle. (laughs) Additionally, this is going to be a shocker, Steve. (laughs) The suspect is also a convicted felon, unable to legally possess firearms.
1: Uh, I thought you were going to say they stripped him down and some dope fell out of his butt.
0: Oh, well, I wish. He's being treated for the gunshot wound. He faces a number of charges. Uh, Once he's medically cleared, he's expected to be booked into the King County Jail.
1: (laughs) They're going to put him over in the stupid section. (coughs) It's just amazing. People are amazing. Oh, God. (laughs) Just when you think you've heard it all.
0: Well, (laughs) this is a headline I've never heard, Steve. All right. This happened May 10th of this year. This year just happened. Victim doused with urine due to pooping chicken. What? (laughs) And dude, this is in Florida. Angered that a neighbor's chicken had been pooping on the back patio, a Florida woman (laughs) retrieved a bucket of pee from her bathroom and proceeded to douse the bird's owners with the foul liquid, according to the arrest report. Police busted Christine Terman, 57, on a misdemeanor battery charge in St. Petersburg.
1: Okay. Okay. So, now, what were the people doing on the back porch first before they got peed on?
0: Well, cops say Terman was mad at the victim, Lawrence Stenzel, due to his chicken pooping on the back patio. So, uh, Terman went inside, got a bucket of pee from her bathroom. Now, one should ask the question, what's she doing with a bucket of pee? (laughs) And threw the bucket full of pee at the victim. The bucket struck the victim in the face, causing him pain, noted a sheriff's deputy who added <laughs> that the victim was wet when we arrived and smelled of urine. <laughs> oh, my God. The arrest report does not indicate why Terman had a bucket of waste at the ready. So... Herman admitted her actions after being read her rights. She was booked into the county jail after posting and was released after posting a $500 bond.
1: You know what? St. Pete is is a beautiful town there at Tampa. I mean, it really is. And it seems like people that are from there love St. Petersburg. But they have indoor plumbing. You don't have to pee in a bucket over there. You can pee in the toilet and it'll go away.
0: How sick. We got indoor plumbing here, people.
1: (laughs) Can can you imagine what her house smelled like or her apartment, whatever it was? Oh my
0: gosh. I'd been on a few calls like that where you walk in and it's like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nasty. uh, Oh yeah. Nasty. There's no way. And a lot of those were rentals. It's like I told the landlord one time, I said, dude, you just need to raise this thing to the ground and build a new house. It's going to be cheaper than trying to clean it. Oh,
1: you're not kidding. I mean, you know, we had a cat at one point that love to go in the living room and pee on the carpet. And it just, you can't get rid of that smell. And it's the same with human urine. You
0: just, <laughs> it doesn't go away. Well, Steve, we have yet another Florida story.
1: Hey, all <laughs> right. <laughs> My home state now.
0: Oh, uh, and yeah, You can is, be
1: a leader or you can be a follower. We're being leader in the weird shit, okay?
0: Well, and this dude is leading because police say a Florida man stole an alligator and tried to throw it onto a liquor store roof. A Florida man is accused of stealing an alligator from a mini golf business, beating and stomping it, and attempting it to throw it on the roof of a liquor store. Now, you might ask yourself, why would somebody do that?
1: I'm asking myself right now.
0: So Daytona Beach Shores, down in your area, I think, or I'm not sure, maybe farther south, arrested William Hodge around 3 a.m. Hodge said he jumped, in a, he jumped a fence to an alligator enclosure and stole the gator, according to the report. Officer said when they asked Hodge what he was doing when he was throwing the alligator in the air, he advised he was teaching it a lesson. What lesson it is, I don't know. I'm pretty sure alligators can't be trained quite like that.
1: <laughs> I don't think they understand English either. I think they speak alligator.
0: Uh, well, anyway, he was charged with animal cruelty, possession and injury of an alligator, unarmed burglary of an o- unoccupied dwelling, petty theft, and criminal mischief.
1: And just, you know, felony stupidity. Unbelievable. <laughs>
0: out. Al- I mean, that reminds me of the time. Uh...
1: That's when you like to see the alligator just bite his freaking leg off. <laughs>
0: I tell you what, I don't, you know,
1: I mean, gators are vicious, but uh, they will leave you alone if you stay away from them. But I'm not big. I really hate animal cruelty. Yeah. yeah, I don't see any need for that whatsoever.
0: Uh let me tell you what. Uh that's we we had some uh pretty uh, uh pretty uh direct messages I think, you know, and people were uh, pretty uh I'm trying to think of the word, man. I'm losing... <laughs> I've been traveling too much, but uh, pe- people were pretty <laughs> incensed at some of the ways they treated dogs and stuff when we did our canine episodes, and so we've got another one coming out this Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys get this, it'll be about the same time, so uh, yeah, but yeah, cruelty to animals. I'll tell you what, you, you're just a low piece of shit if you have to hurt an animal, you have to abuse one.
1: You're not kidding. Yeah, especially a dog or a cat, because they're just... I mean, they're so loving. Well, most of them are.
0: Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Just when you hear this episode coming up, you'll hear Chris Moore talk about one dog that was just, there was something wrong with the boy, Mm. (laughs) something wrong Mm -mm -mm. with the dog. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, Steve, I'm going to ask you an obvious question. Uh You ever searched a vehicle and found drugs in it? Sure. How were they packaged sometimes?
1: Various ways. Mostly, uh, most time in plastic, some type of plastic, uh, if it's kilos of cocaine wrapped in tape and plastic and waterproofing and all that kind of stuff.
0: You ever found drugs in a bag marked bag full of drugs? Hey, players, to hear the rest of this story and a bunch of others we've got, join us. Patreon.com slash Game of Crimes. Become a player. See all the great content we have. We have got so much fun and so much content, and we're putting out new stuff every single week. So come join us. Patreon dot com slash game of crimes and become a player in the biggest baddest most dangerous game of all the game of crimes